Hello, and welcome to the Thriving Families podcast. I'm Anna, and this is the podcast which aims to provide a safe and non-judgmental space for us to be able to talk about children and young people with additional support needs. Thriving Families and I are based in the Highlands of Scotland, and we're hoping to connect people to support us in feeling less isolated and being able to recognise that you're not the only one. So this week we're talking about siblings. Now, this is a topic that actually quite a lot of parents and carers have mentioned to me because I think there's a lot of parental guilt when you have multiple children and maybe one or more of them have additional support needs. And a lot of parents worry a lot and they panic. Are they doing the best by all of their children, those with additional support needs and those not? Now that I did some reading and had a look about different experiences, but kind of at the end of the day, I am a sibling. I have a very lovely and special big brother and sister, but neither of them have additional support needs. So I thought I need to speak to someone with direct experience. So I racked my brains and I came up with a very lovely young lady who I actually taught in a different life. It feels like a different life. So I'm going to introduce you today to Natalia and she is going to share with us gratefully um, a little bit of her story and her experience. So hi Natalia. Hello, lovely to be part of this podcast. Oh, it's so nice to see you. So how about you just go and kind of introduce a little bit about yourself, who you are, your family and anything else that kind of just sets a bit of background. So um, I'm Natalia Ramazankahani. Um, I'm 24 and I'm living in Aberdeen right now. And I'm from a mixed race family. So I'm one of five kids to, my dad is um, Iranian and my mom is white English. And um, my younger brother, Zarius, he, he has been, well, he's, he's died, he um, has autism and he was diagnosed at a very young age. And I'm uh, <laughs> not really sure what else to say. <laughs> So I knew you because you are from the Highlands, aren't you? Yes, I am from the Highlands. I've lived in the Highlands for eight years. We're orig- um, we originally lived in England for a bit. And then when I was 13, we moved up to Caithness. And that's where I met lovely Anna. Yeah, so I was Natalia's history teacher in a different world. And so I did actually teach Natalia and her brother. Mm-hmm. So it was a really nice experience for me to see them both together. So... Tell me then, so how do you think that having your brother with autism has made, do you think it's made your childhood any different? I think like upon reflect, upon reflection, um, it made my childhood drastically different from everyone else's. Um, It was difficult at the time, but looking back, I understand it and I'm, more appreciative that I've had that I have a brother with additional support needs because it's drastically changed the way that I think um I think my mom always used to say that I'm um, was his mini carer so when we used to go to shops and stuff like he'd just run off (laughs) and I'd go uh, and run after him obviously because my mom was a single mom um so it was quite difficult for her to do shopping and look after my little brother um what else I used to always when we lived in England um 
uh, like at the end of uh, the school day, he'd run to the back of the field. And like, we, we used to always be the ones that would um, be last to leave. So it was, it was pretty difficult, but it also taught me to be more of an adult and more understanding and compassionate with Zarius. And I think as I've got older, um, I'm beginning to understand him a bit more because obviously when I was younger, I didn't, I didn't understand. I, I knew he had autism, but I didn't really understand autism and I still don't fully understand it. Okay. Yes. That makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. So like you described a couple of instances then that made things slightly more challenging for you so do you think therefore there is things at the time when you were a teenager were there things that were more positive or negative for you as a teenager as opposed to just with hindsight Mm. I think um as a teenager I think I'm I was a lot more well I I'm still protective of Zarius like um I'm trying to think so do you feel that maybe you missed out on some things because you were being that mini carer as you say yeah I feel like when I though so I did miss out on a lot like um I think I'm trying to think like with mum being a single mum I feel like right now I understand it but at the time, I'd always be like, why does Zarius always have to get all the attention and everything? And I think, obviously, mum was on her own, so she could only... And Zarius, like, we were very lucky um, to have Zarius diagnosed at such a young age um, because he got... We've been very thankful that he's got the help that he needed with Wick High School, and he's now at Cantry Bridge in Inverness. Um he's been able to get the support he needed. Um, but I think I don't blame mom and I don't feel any resentment towards Zarius either because yeah. it, I, I can't imagine having a child and also another child with additional support needs, if that makes sense. Yeah. Cause I, 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 I know I understand having a sibling but not having a child, if that makes sense. Yeah, of course. Not <laughs> maybe in the future Natalia we'll see <laughs> maybe in the future we never know it's all a part of adulting exactly um, we were just me and Natalia were just talking about adulting a bit and how <laughs> difficult it is so you know it's really nice to hear you have some perspective on the challenges that your mum faced as adulting as a yeah. parent of her, both of you know of all of her children and you know with Zaris mm-hmm. as well so it's hard work it is hard work she made you guys so she's done a great job exactly go, <laughs> so, go Lisa come on <laughs> tell me um tell me a story about Zarius tell me something that sticks in your mind from your childhood mm, I'm loving the vision of him running away from the field like a mini athlete every day after oh, school I know, and you having to chase after him <laughs> I mean there must be some special memories oh there's, there was so many honestly um I'm trying to think I don't know. I think <laughs> I've got so. Oh, I don't know. I'm trying to. I don't know. I think. Well, just put me on. Put me on the pressure right now. We used to always. Um, 
watch TV, TV movies together, okay. which is really nice. I don't know. I feel, I feel like, <laughs> I don't know. Did, you have, did, did um, <laughs> Darius have a particular love of certain films? He loved Disney films. Oh, okay. He'd sit very close to the TV and watch them. Um, he also loved playing uh, Xbox, uh, the little Lego games on that you, that you get on Xbox as well. And then he used to always re- rewind and repeat little areas. So I have always memories of him. I think I was speaking to my sister and um, I think it was like an advert on DVDs that you'd get before the actual uh-huh. film or something started. Yeah. And he used to always repeat little areas of areas of it and jump around um and we're just I don't know it's just little things like that and um so you'd probably be really useful on a Disney pub quiz a hundred percent like I think he knows he's really into Doctor Who so he knows um all the Doctor Who names and the dates in which they started and everything like that yeah like because he's he's obviously I don't know like he loves it so much and Spider-Man as well he was he's obs- he was obsessed with Spider-Man yeah it's really interesting your influences <laughs> you can gain these influences from your brother isn't it it's unusual I know, it maybe is. you wouldn't have been interested in but you were almost forced into it <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> but, um, yeah awesome so do you think where you are now Mm-hmm. and what you're hoping to do in your future career and how you are as a person mm-hmm. is different because of your relationship with your brother um definitely I think looking at my future and his as well um I'm Zarius's I don't know what the word is so if anything happens to mum I'm gonna be his carer I think I think that might be the right word there's, there's, there's a certain term for it I forgot yeah. um so when I think of my future and what I want to do yeah. I also have to think about Cyrus's future as well because like I always have to make sure that I'm in a stable situation and that I'm available I guess to look after Zarius if anything happens yeah and if he needs anything so that's like I'm trying to I, I guess make sure I'm in a stable situation yes definitely and think about what Zarius wants and what he wants to do because it's important that I don't take over and that he gets um, a choice or he gets to decide what he wants to do with his life because I think that's really important because Zarius is um he can communicate clearly and he is able-bodied as well so it's important to acknowledge his his thoughts and his feelings and what he wants to do and appreciate that because it's fair enough me making all the decisions but what if he doesn't want to do it I think a funny story I don't think any sibling would like that would they (laughs) no definitely not otherwise he might have you living in a Doctor Who TARDIS (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the Daleks will come after me. Um, a funny story. I actually asked him. I was like, Zarius, where do you want to live? Would you like to live with me? This was actually maybe a year or so ago. Um, I was like, would you want to live with me when you get older? And he was like, no. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, thank you so much. How- 
I do remember his honest communication from school. <laughs> I know he's so he's so honest. If he doesn't want to do something, he won't do it. Yeah, I think that's like I was again. I was speaking to my sister, and she was like, "When you speak to Zarius or when you ask Zarius to do things, um, you have to do it in a calm manner because if you're stressed." Um, it will make him stress. So it's, I guess, another thing that's having uh, a sibling with additional support needs is um, being able to speak to him in a calm manner. Yeah. But yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's definitely so many skills that, you know, you've had to have such patience. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And understanding and empathy for both Sarius and for your mom in those mm. situations yeah you know? and I think you know like you said like your long-term future is very different because you have somebody else to consider yeah. and I you know like you say you're looking right now to think of your future so for people who don't know Natalia's just graduated with her master's from Aberdeen yeah. University well Woo-hoo! done yeah hello young lady oh, what was the topic just share Natalia um so I studied at museums I'm so proud as a history teacher can I say yes I'm proud of myself as well I'm like oh my god incredible (laughs) crazy so but I suppose you looking for your future you know where you want to live long-term relationships all of that Zarius is part of that picture yes of course like I like even if I wanted to move abroad which I I guess time will tell like we'll see I can't really predict the future um, I'd have to see if that um, country has good institutions for Zarius or help. Yeah. If that makes sense with, um, with people with uh, disabilities, like I have to make sure that they have the right care or have a good system, if that makes sense. Like it's, it's so much that goes into it. And I think that's, I think my mom, we always speak about it. Like she's so worried about Cyrus's future yeah. and what what's going to come of it. She she always gets really emotional because obviously it's her son yes. and it's the youngest. And um, like, she doesn't want Zarius to be on the streets, which he will not be on the streets. I, I think this is, uh, I guess, a, a fear of hers. Yeah. Um, and she just wants to make sure that he's financially stable and he's got a support system. Sure. And I, like, it's, it is, a, it is, I'm overwhelmed. It can be overwhelming. I am a little bit overwhelmed yeah. with it because it is a big deal. And I get, I do have three of other siblings as well. But um, since I'm, I forgot to mention, me and Zarius are the closest out of the family, so... It's about two and a half years between us. So I've been, unlike my other siblings, I've been there with him through all his life. Yeah. So I'm the closest to him. Um, but yeah, it is a it is a big deal. And it's not only my future, it's his as well. Not- I think your mum should be very proud of everything you're saying. Oh, that's very sweet. I think it's really important, like you say, though, considering where to live. Um, So just so that people know, like, I don't know how long it was, but maybe seven, eight years ago, um, Natalia came with me and we went on a school trip. It was a a social enterprise trip that we went and we went to Belarus on a volunteering project. 
and we worked for a week with young adults with additional support needs yes and it was really interesting wasn't it to see the different setup in a different country and the different attitudes and learning from the people there that you know for me it made me feel very lucky to live in a country where there wasn't as much prejudice against Mm -hmm. with additional support needs whereas there was at the time when we were in Belarus we were getting a lot of difficult stories from um, parents in our amazing understanding of Belarusian obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Thank god for the interpreters. (laughs) Yes we had very good interpreters but it was incredible for me on that week to see the skills and the qualities that you had as I mean you were 17 maybe at the time. I was 16, you know. 16. I mean, I was 17. I think it was the end of fifth that. year. It was the end of your fifth year at school. Mm-hmm. And um, in order to go on this trip, you know, we did some kind of like little team building exercise and kind of training initiatives. But we it was with a charity called Stand International that are based in mm-hmm. Glasgow and still going. And they um, when you were there, it was really clear to me the skills that you had in comparison to maybe some of other people your age because you were immediately reactive to these young people with additional support needs you could you gave them time and space you know you didn't rush to help someone straight away because you had that understanding that actually yeah person is more than able to do what they're able to do and you have to work out what they can do and what they can't do and where they need support and you had a huge amount of patience and care um and so you know there are amazing qualities that I think that you've really grown and gained being the big sister to Zarius. Yeah, oh, that's so sweet of you. <laughs> I didn't even realise, I guess I had those qualities, you know what I mean? I guess it's understandable, but I really appreciate that. It's so cute. Sometimes, but... maybe like before you said, you missed out on some things when you were younger because of needing to be that mini carer and support to your mom. Yeah. And I think a lot of people will be in that same position who have siblings with additional support needs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so maybe your social confidence or social anxiety might be slightly lower or your self-confidence and self-worth because you maybe don't have some of the social opportunities. Yeah. Because especially where you were living in a rural area, it, you know, your mum couldn't go and pick you up from a different club or your friend's house in the evenings. There wasn't a bus service regularly. So so you just can't go because yeah. it's to get you because somebody needs to be with your brother. Exactly. But actually what you did gain were different qualities. So I suppose in life we think about all of our experiences and take out what was the best things that we gained from it and appreciate mm-hmm. what you did have. And I think you sound like you really have, with hindsight, really learned to appreciate the best things of your childhood. Yeah. I think it's it is it is really important like to take the best things and obviously to and recognize the things that was a struggle I never want to feel Zarius was a struggle but obviously where the time when I was younger it was hard but I it's really important for me to acknowledge that like he is such a great person I've it's see it's so interesting to see him change and flourish into the person that he is Amazing. don't get me wrong we still argue he's not <laughs> of course I I, I think I say to people and they kind of get shocked to like I'm like Zarius can be a little annoying sometimes or we argue all the time and they're, they're quite shocked because obviously he has autism and like things like that but I'm like he's my brother at the end of the day as well like he has a sibling you obviously have I'm a lot more caring towards rights. him <laughs> exactly like he does annoy me all the time all right, but, so um, my siblings 
Say what's exactly. Okay. <laughs> Types of having siblings. Um, but like, I wouldn't change it. Like, he's so caring and sweet. I think for my birthday, he sent me loads of like, because I'm vegan, he sent me loads of vegan chocolate and a little birthday oh, wow. card. It was so just, nice. yeah, it was so cute. And he's so caring and thoughtful and very blunt as well, which I appreciate. <laughs> They learn to love. They learn to love it. Excellent. And I think the idea is that it isn't, it's never the person with the additional support needs who is the issue. It's the circumstances surrounding it. Exactly. You know? So things are a struggle because there's maybe not always the support or there's not always the service. Um, yeah. And so, you know, it's really important that people are able to recognize that, like, you know, things were difficult, not because of whose Arius is, but because of the context and the way in which society was built around him like things needed to be adapted and if they can all be adapted it makes things easier but when yeah. they aren't or you have to fight for it you know like your mum will have done um it makes yeah. it challenging I think when one thing that my mum I didn't I only found this out when I was speaking to her last week okay. was um Zarius will so she um when he was three when um he when she realized um maybe it's, uh, he has additional support needs maybe he has ADHD she didn't know what he had because like he wouldn't respond to his own name like he'd stare into the tv mom says it was tunnel vision and he'd um tiptoe around when he was three and she went to she went to the doctors and obviously was referred to a specialist she went to see two the first one said they said that there's nothing wrong with Zarius, Zarius is completely fine, but mum had to fight for Zarius's diagnosis. And the the first doctor or the specialist referred her to another one. And within 10 minutes, Zarius was diagnosed with autism. So um, like mum's like, she told me she had to fight for it, yeah. for his diagnosis and to get the help that he, um, he needs. And I think she's continued to fight for Zarius's care and um, governmental support and things like that. Like it's not been easy, but I also have to understand and acknowledge the privilege that we've had to have had such a good experience with Zarius's schooling and things like that, if that makes sense. Because yeah. a lot of um, families who might not have the support available, who might not be financially stable, or in, in or maybe in an area that's not got the right facilities they might not have access to that and it's important that I acknowledge Zaris or our privilege in having caring for Zaris or having the government institution yeah, if that yeah. Sense. <laughs> I get you yeah, yeah I'm just like, there was okay. support there at the time and you could access it and he has a good experience still now down in Inverness so Oh, yeah, definitely. That's great for him. And I mean, definitely the qualities that your mum has had to have as a mother, you know, proper mummy bear, you know, has had to go there and be that strong and determined person to be able to raise her family and do the best for them. You know, as you moved up independently, gone to Aberdeen, finished your degree, you know, it's there as well, you know. You you weren't the most confident. Definitely. I taught you and you, you definitely doubted your own academic ability yes I, um, I remember that and you know I think you've risen as well taking those qualities from your mom that actually when you work hard and you do it you can and you are able yeah, you definitely can and I did um 
doubt myself a lot and I still when it comes to caring for Zarius and how strong my mum is yeah. it is kind of terrifying because like I have to step up yeah and when Zarius comes into my care and not necessarily come into my care but when I start like supporting Zarius yeah I have to rise up and be confident and standing up for Zarius and his needs yeah and that's terrifying it is but you've got your mum to learn from and yeah and and I think that's why it's important that people have these conversations now you know like you said you were talking to your mum and she told you that story last week yeah I think a lot of siblings who have a younger or older sibling with an additional support need have that same fear and Mm. and they know and they know that you know 100% they will be there for their sibling but the thought of it is scary and so maybe they don't want to think about it in their future you know am I going to get married and is my sibling going to live with me how's my how's my partner going to feel about that yeah. you know or what will the setup be how will it work and people need to be louder in having these conversations and not being scared to speak about it and say yeah I've got a sibling who you know I'm going to be primary carer for that's just part of who I am and this is my family and and I think people need to know that you know it's okay for for you to have those concerns and those fears and for you yeah. to be able to talk about it with your mum now because that will make her feel better because there'll be exactly the same fears that your mum has had throughout the whole time of being a parent you know yeah definitely and my mum like um our uncle uncle Glenn he he's never been diagnosed with autism but he he has autism (laughs) like because obviously within the um so my mum was born in the 60s and Glenn must have been late 50s um so he was always just considered to be slow or um other derogatory like yeah derogatory terms like he's never been fully diagnosed and obviously autism back then yeah um obviously it's still being researched and everything like that but there was I guess lack of information back then um so he's never been fully diagnosed but he mum said to me that like having a child with autism has made me understand my brother a lot more because obviously with she speaks to Glenn all the time like with his finances like like Glenn is lucky in the sense that he's able to live on his own but he has his struggles like every like everyone has and especially um people with autism have their own things that they can do and things that they need help with yeah and yeah I think yeah anyway (laughs) Okay, well, like your like, mum has definitely gained on that perspective it shows that you know even your mum who to you is like you know she's on it have learned something with the realization of seeing how society's changed and knowledge has changed and exactly. she's been able to look back and see actually you know there's somebody in my life who had similar struggles to Zarius and you know it widens her understanding for that you know oh it, definitely and I think also having a sibling with additional support needs it's made me I guess like I think I was working somewhere and um I think this 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 guy was speaking about um how you can cure autism with vitamin c and all this like all this yeah. myths or myths and misconceptions and I, I turned around I was like you can't it's that you can't cure autism yeah like it's made me realize uh, 
like our society and the way we still the way society still perceives disabled people yeah with experience with uh, specifically autism because obviously that's um I don't know like there's still so many misconceptions around surrounding autism and obviously things like that I don't know if I, want to, I don't know if you want to go into that <laughs> oh, yeah, you're totally right though and you're able to have a voice in that you know you can oh, definitely that discussion because like you said you can't cure autism you know no. there are so many disabilities and additional support needs that people need to understand is is just an innate part of who people are and exactly need to not look at people and say people can't do things or people you know everybody's different I'm different to you and we're different to the person down the road and you know no matter what somebody's additional support need they shouldn't be limited by the fact that we're giving them what we might call a label you know because it's not a label it's who they are and how they choose to live their life may be influenced by that but you know we need to have better conversations about it yeah definitely I think just because someone has a additional support need doesn't mean that they're not any work like not what's the word Uh, they're not any less of a human like they're still absolutely amazing like that that doesn't mean anything it's not a negative thing if that makes sense just because my brother has autism doesn't mean it's negative like it's it's made him who he is and that's and I'm grateful for that yeah, and it's fantastic that you were able to, you know, stand up and say that to that person yeah. and them to realise and say, actually, you can't cure it. You yeah, know, not... I don't want to get into an argument, but you can't cure yeah, it. You... Would you like to have a conversation? You know, and I, I think that's really positive. Yeah, 100%. And obviously, as someone who's able-bodied, like, I'm constantly learning about um, society and the way they society treats disabled people I'm constantly learning even though I have a a brother with autism that doesn't mean I know everything (laughs) none of us do Natalia and I feel yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) definitely not but it's been absolutely amazing to talk to you thank you so much no worries absolutely lovely I know it's lovely to hear you're doing so well and I'm so happy to hear your brother's doing so well yes 100% thank you so much for having me on this podcast I think it's so important um for families who have um loved ones with additional support needs to feel I guess empowered and supported and like hearing honest conversations exactly. is really important and it need, we need to speak about this more. awesome well thank you very very much for coming along today oh no worries take care isn't she amazing I am so grateful for Natalia for coming and talking to us and sharing the story of her family and being a big sister to her wonderful little brother. Although they're both adults now and that makes me feel very old. (laughs) Um, But really, it's such an important issue. There is an impact upon siblings who have families where children have additional support needs, you know, and there are positives, like Natalia said, you know, the with hindsight, all the things she can see that she is a better person of because of being able to have to have that time and that patience with her brother. She is much more empathetic than maybe somebody else. But there are things that she may miss out on. And I think as uh, parents, we have to just understand that we can only do what we can do and every parent will do the best they can for all of their children. And if we keep aiming for that, 
then hopefully we're going to have children who grow up to be just as successful, as amazing as Natalia and her little brother Zarius. Thanks for listening today. And remember, you can find us at www.thrivingfamilies.org.uk. And you can also follow us and find out any updates on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram.